we bless you and we thank you for giving us the understanding that we need to live faithfully for you in these days and we thank you father that uh, you have ordained victory success gain uh, promotion privilege blessing all of those things for your people at all times and we thank you for that father in Jesus name amen praise God amen 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 praise the Lord well we're going to talk today about the perilous times that are upon us perilous times the times of peril are upon us I was uh, thinking about this when I was going through um, the word and and, uh, just going over in my mind how things have changed so much just in my lifetime Um, the time of the end is speeding up it seems that we're running out of time and I know we've said that for such a long time but if you examine the word it clearly spells out that these are perilous times and I'm not saying that to um, put any kind of false scare into people but the word does tell that tell us that there are uh, times that are a little more dangerous for the believer than other times and I think it's because of the type of warfare that's being waged against the church it's always been a spiritual warfare but I think the enemy has become emboldened because of the um, infiltration I think of worldly ideas and worldly attitudes into the church Um, it's never that the church is too concerned about living holy that's the problem that's never the problem it really isn't we are called as a holy people holiness is not the same thing as legalism you can live righteous and holy before God but you can't be a worldly minded person and please God you have to be a person who is mindful of the things of God when people backslide it's not because they're trying too hard to please God (laughs) it's because of the opposite it's because they've turned their hearts away from the Lord and so in in getting carnal in the way that they think the things that they they start to desire the things that they feast their eyes upon it's all not pleasing to the Lord so in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 he talks about this Paul is giving a warning to Timothy uh, even that this would show up in their time that that he knew that this would happen and this is something that the church always has to guard against you know when we if you're a watchman and you're watching over the house of God and you're watching over the work of God you are watching to keep the contamination of the world outside and the holiness and purity holiness is not a bad word we need to get accustomed to hearing that in an endearing form and not uh, a, a critical form because already the church and the world have combined together to make living right living holy living just something like a joke or something for old people and not to be desired Uh, it's to be desired at all times be ye holy because your father is holy he's without blame he's without um, uh, bad motive wrong motive he's without pride and arrogance we serve a God who is a loving God and a just God a holy God and to be holy really means to be without blame before God because he is the judge of all men 
So he says here, uh, verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now what's putting the church in peril? It's sin. It's the, the, the advancement of sin uh, in society. Uh, in all aspects of life you see this encroachment upon the church on the minds of men to become less than than desirous before God. He says and this is what the symptoms are. The times of peril for the church will come because men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Now that's a mouthful. And I think it begins with not loving God but loving themselves. So whenever there's a a breach of the first commandment to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You will find peril coming toward the church because the church then will begin to make compromise when they don't love God above all things and love self and and begin to make that known through their words their words that where they covet what the other person has where they are boasting they are proud blasphemy is common nowadays Nobody has respectful things to say about God. Uh, reverential, the reverential respect of God is leaving and leaving the church as well. People are being disobedient to the laws of God. Now they make excuses. There's always an excuse for not doing what God tells you to do. Disobedient to parents. And you see that wreaks havoc on young people where they talk back to their parents. Um, nowadays, if you look at some of the popular shows on television, uh, and I even heard a person say, and this person is was in this building at the time. They're not here now, but this this family was uh, a family that she admired, and she wanted to be like them, the Kardashian family. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, what's so, what's so uh, exciting about that? Why do you, well, they just know how to stick together as a family. You see. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, the enemy will take something that you think is missing out of your life. And find a secular sinful example for you to look at and admire. Because you don't know how to find God. You know, if you put God first and you say, God... I want to have a good family. I want to have a family. God will show you through his word how to put these things together. But very often the church is not looking in the word for what they need. They're looking elsewhere. The things that that are popular shows on television. American Idol. Even that title lets you know that there's a disregard for God. In the minds of people. Now we want to idolize somebody who can sing well and lift them up. 
and let that be something to worship an idol is something that you worship and so these titles are you know you don't pay much attention to them because oh I watched American Idol and so and so's in the lead and so forth and so on we just look at it as a talent show but you it's it's the words that are used the words are repeated over and over and over again to the point where they're not challenged in anybody's mind or challenged in anybody's heart that's just the name of a show but look at what they're saying they're saying we want to hold these people up as people to be admired and worshipped and adored and then God has to you know take a back seat or he's not existent at all one of the things that in history if you look at it the way to to bring a society down and to destroy a society is to first take God away from that people and you'll see in every instance there's a removal of God out of the forefront of things so that they can then man can place what he wants to place up there in God's place and get everybody striving and running after that so these words that we use that we think don't really mean a whole lot it's just a title for a show reflects a a desire on somebody's part to get people not worshiping and idolizing God but worshiping and idolizing one another or what people can do or some talent they have or that person in general many of the uh, people that are in entertainment now uh, are shocked at how quickly they can get a, a stadium full of people you know to come and, and watch their performances uh, this little kid Justin Bieber started out with a couple of YouTube videos and from that he grew a following it's YouTube and then Facebook and then you get a following and then you can show some record people how many people are looking at this and how many people and you get into the presence of somebody who can put you up higher and higher and higher and pretty soon you're 17 years old and you sold out Madison Square Garden which has taken some people decades to be able to get that so you can see there's some help here that's propelling people to idol worship status almost overnight and it's it's chilling how quickly these things turn around and how quickly they can help uh, they happen with people because that person has so little to offer you know when you think about it they've just gotten uh, um, in the right place at the right time with the right help something is going on behind the scenes that is moving people forward at a, a, a drastic pace or a very very rapid pace that takes them by surprise it takes everybody surprise by surprise and it's something that they can't control once they get involved in it you know there's a force behind this that is propelling them to greater things because this this uh, um, desire to take God out of things then if you take God away you've got to replace something like God in the minds and the hearts of the people and so our young people now 
are being consumed with their their own little idol people, their own little favorites, and the people that they uh, will buy tickets to go and see. They'll get their little job at McDonald's and save their money and stand in line or make, beg mom and dad for the money to do these things. And mom and dad, everybody's working a job to give the kid what they want, so they won't complain. And so it's it's a race for God to get the attention of humanity anymore I mean it's really a race if you look at Christian television um, much of it is on this American Idol type of level where they have to do something they believe to get people's attention something extraordinary rather than just get up there and give a sermon with the word now we've got to look a certain way we've got to dress a certain way we've got to have some gimmick some kind of something to grab for people to grab onto because we think we have to compete with the world we think we can't get people to watch us if we look conservative or we look what what I would say normal for a Christian we can't get people to respond to that so now we gotta you know you, you it runs the gamut when you look at the ministers you know there many of them are, are conservative and nice looking but you look at the ones who have the top numbers of people and not many of them can resist the the uh, desire to look a little more worldly a little more hip a little bit younger a little bit more flash and dash because of their own insecurities and so when we couple that with what the world is doing to take God out of things we see that at the end of the day you can almost count on one hand the people who are being faithful to what God gave them and just giving the word to feed the sheep so that they make sure that the people are fed and the people stay with God and that's really the message that Paul was giving to Timothy that there will be there's going to be great temptation to make it a gimmick to make it a show to make it something uh uh, you know that you can notice that kind of clicks on the inside of people that that's not oh yeah this is good because it's not it's not dry and religious and world well you don't know what dry religious and worldly is you understand what I'm saying because what we're trying to do then is take God's message and repackage it so that we think we're doing something to appeal to people but really you're losing the essence of what God has given you because God has not called us to be a face a name and anything he the highest honor in God's kingdom is just to be a voice you understand what I'm saying it's just to be a voice that gives the message and it doesn't really matter if the voice gets a facelift or the voice has pretty clothes or or hip clothes or anything like that it's delivering that same message that God gave us from the beginning this is a 2,000 year old message and it must not be changed in any form it's got to be given the way God gave it to us he doesn't need our help to repackage the gospel and put it in a form where people will will like it more they'll taste it better or something like we need to stay true to the message that he gave us and this is what Paul is telling Timothy he says without natural affection and that's homosexuality where people have traded in the natural affection that a man has for a woman and vice versa and made it something ungodly truth breakers people don't care to keep their word anymore 
They'll tell you they're going to do something and turn around and not do it, and not feel bad about it, and not make you know any kind of uh, try to try to give an explanation that's reasonable. They just don't keep their word. False accusers. If you look at the the uh, um, some of the um, people that are imprisoned, and now they've raised up this thing called the Innocence Project that spends money, uh, private funds. They raise their own money uh, because they have spent many many years examining letters from families of people that that are falsely accused and imprisoned. Nowadays, you can get a jury to believe anything, and you can, if you go on television and talk badly enough about somebody, you can sway a jury to believe uh, anything. And so, it's very difficult for people to get what we call a fair trial because of so much pre-publicity in things. And so, there are many people who want to falsely accuse someone just to point the finger so that they can have something to criticize or something uh, to pull down if you read the headlines if you go through the checkout aisle at the supermarket and the tabloid magazines you know that's that's filled with false accusations against people Uh, so and so's leaving their husband so and so's headed for divorce and so and so's taking their money and so and so's not and eventually those divorces happen why because everybody believes it after a while so it gets to be easy to believe the worst about humanity and and the enemy just really wants to continue to degrade humanity degrade us and degrade us and then when the church comes forth to try and encourage people to be more than what they are they can't receive that because they've received so much degradation from the false accusers and so we we have to as believers we have to stay holy and what that means is keep your mind in a place where that's not acceptable to you where that kind of uh, believing and looking for and and being uh, uh, tantalized by somebody's bad news and all that kind of stuff that that stuff is not appealing to us anymore it used to be when you would turn on the news you could get an objective analysis of the day's events well that started going down the tubes back in the 60s and so they just let it fall by the wayside now it's all opinion there's hardly any news that where they just get a story sit there and read it without putting their two cents in and telling you how they feel about things and so it's there's a lot of slant and a lot of uh, opinion and a lot of what the the regular media tells us the things that are projected out there you can go on the website and stay uh, busy all day long on different people's websites news website telling you their view of things and their slant on things and and much of it never comes to pass I know on the some of the news stations now um, some of the people who are reporting are saying things like well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything that I hear anymore he said people now are putting things on on wire services that have no credibility whatsoever they just put anything on there and this is a a a part of the peril that's come in the end time where people are false accusers they just don't care anymore to validate what they say about anybody and you can try to sue them if you want to but that doesn't go very far because it's so common anymore there was a time where people that 
that reported the news had a sense of uh, they had some kind of code of ethics if you did what most of them are doing now it's called yellow journalism they and it was a bad thing to do it was a bad thing to make up stories that you couldn't validate and you didn't have a, a credible source for your information etc etc because you knew the power of your words especially the printed word and so that's fallen by the wayside now and all we have are are people with blogs with their opinions about things different stories about uh, individuals to uh, tear them down destroy them destroy their families destroy their reputations Um, you know no matter what we think about movie stars and Hollywood types they're still people you know when they marry people I'm sure they're looking to stay married forever just like we do our marriage vows they're not all hypocrites and yet they will print stories that will say they're cheating on one another getting ready to leave one another and there are innocent children involved in these things they want their parents to stay together just like the average Joe's children wants his parents to stay together and these are all parts of this uh, uh, spirit the worldly spirit now that is taking people down through false accusation so we have a war of words to destroy people destroy their confidence destroy their confidence in God destroy their identity as holy people as children of God you know it's it's hard to live a holy life if you don't really think that way if you don't really know that your sins are forgiven and you are who God says you are in the word and so when we understand that that their people are are like this in the world and we have to fight this mentality uh, that constantly assails and assaults us now uh, I'm sure it's worse now than it was in the time when Paul wrote this to Timothy but he saw it as a problem them it's projected and magnified now because of the way that that we can communicate with one another we can get online and we can talk to people we can say things to people we can tell people anything we want to tell them about ourselves and uh, they can believe it or not believe it and so it's it's a challenge then for the believer to stay honest and for the believer to stay upright and for the believer to be a Christian at all times oftentimes you see believers say things on Facebook just because they have an audience and you think what is getting into people you know where we used to want to draw people to Christ now we can get on there and say almost anything and point the finger at somebody that said something about us or we don't like them and we get on there and and uh, you know like make some statement about somebody that said something we don't like God never told you to deal with those uh, offenses that way you go to that person you keep it private you keep it on a level where where God can honor what you're doing you don't debase yourself and get out there and act like the world you know it's it's not good for believers it really isn't and I don't think I'm being old-fashioned but I'm being trying to be scriptural in this stay off of these if you don't know how to be godly 
in all of your interactions don't be tempted to get on there and then start saying things that are unkind or saying things that point the finger at people or saying things if God doesn't give you a word of encouragement for the people or a way to make them understand Christ better um, then don't go on these old old stupid sites let the sinners have them because it's just a way to to defile your own self and bring your own self into this mindset of the world and it's very tempting because many times you know people want to get on there they want to get to know their friends they want to keep in touch with people Uh, it's a good thing in some ways because you can get on there and you can find some people I found some people I've lost contact with you know some of them are older than I am and you know they get on there and and send them a message you'd never get one back I said it's been three months And you wonder if they just went to sleep on their Facebook or, you know, what are they doing? But anyway, you can, you know, it's a good thing in a a lot of ways to keep people together. But there's always this temptation, you know, there's a spirit there that wants you to start projecting some kind of false identity about yourself. There's a a self-importance that gets people get involved in. They want to lift themselves up more uh, than God would have them be lifted up. In fact, you you know, Bible says he resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. You know, if you're graced to get on there and say so certain things and accept that grace and and go ahead and, and do what God wants you to do on there but don't go on there and pick up the attitude of all of the worldly people and the nonsense stuff that's that's said on there and people get on there and say things and it doesn't what they're saying is going to happen never works out and then they're embarrassed they got to turn around and and change that and, and so it can backfire on you very very easily so these are the things of of peril that are coming upon the church and are already there they're there in the world and they inch their way into the church because we just don't know how to uh, stay with God and stay with the things of God in a way that we don't pick up these attitudes and let them affect us in a negative way they're without natural affection truce breakers verse 3 false accusers incontinent they don't have a way to control themselves just get get somewhere and start running their mouths and can't stop say things they're not supposed to say and say things about other people they're not supposed to say then you try to figure out how to do damage control after a while they're despisers of those that are good and so if you as a believer feel that people are persecuting you you're right there's a very very strong dislike against believers but God has made a way to turn that into a blessing for that individual because many times the people that persecute you will be the ones who will ask you why you live the way you live what is it there there that's how he gets them curious about the lifestyle of the Christian but if we're living like the world and we have the same attitudes of the world we will never win them over you understand what I'm saying and so they despise people that are good oftentimes they're plotting to do you in or to take your job or make things uncomfortable for you sometimes the enemy will put uh, somebody put your name in somebody's mind and they can't stop thinking about you until they get you in a snare or something like that traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God we see that 
We see people are <clears throat> ready to do anything they need to do to go out and have a good time and, and uh, you know just keep the good times rolling all the time rather than spend time worshiping God. You know if you're the type of person that uh, spends your money on a um, a conference or retreat or something like that you know you somebody's going to speak up and try to criticize you for it because they would rather you spent your money like they do and a bunch of foolishness and things that are not uh, edifying and not not really good things and so the good are called bad and reverse now they're calling good evil and evil good because if you are uh, um, a Christian and you're outspoken about your devotion to Christ uh, they call you a person that hates you know to them that's hatred and and it's never really been to the intensity that it is now where people can take you to court because of what you preach uh, if you were to tell people uh, even people I saw where there's some ministries that uh, will will help homosexuals to live a Christian lifestyle you know if they come out of homosexuality and want to live for God now they're being called hate uh, ministries because you're not supposed to now uh, uh, take people and tell them homosexuality is wrong you have to always say it's right even if they made a confession of Christ and they're a part of your church you can't tell them that they can't go out and sin like that anymore see that's wrong and so now they're after they've targeted some of these ministries now they're putting the the people on the spot and they have to explain to to the world why they tell people in Christ that you cannot live as a homosexual you know Uh, thank God God's raising up some people in public places who don't make excuses for it I was looking at uh, the um, sportscaster Chris Broussard on ESPN network where uh, this um, NBA player the first NBA to come out is is, uh, openly homosexual now he made his announcement and Chris Broussard who is a very high profile announcer on ESPN said no that's not right before God that's not biblical and it's not approved by God and God does not approve of that lifestyle then he said it he stuck with it people immediately started to call for them to make him resign you see this is the punishment for standing up for what you know to be right you've got to give your job up and they've got a right to demand that you give that job up because you make a mistake or you say something that offends somebody or you can't even offend anybody with words of truth anymore or you're threatened to have your livelihood cut off it's just the way it is and so it's never been to this level before folks that we have to be so cautious and and the Christian has to second have a think twice when he says things that we know are just normal for the word they're just normal understanding of what's holy what's right before God and what's just before God now you got to have second thoughts about that now you got to hold back a little bit now you got to be careful you don't say it in front of the wrong person be 
because. And see then we get when we are in danger of offending God because then we're denying him. Because we're denying sound doctrine. We're denying truth. We're denying the Holy Spirit a voice in the earth to be able to speak to these issues. We just don't give him that voice anymore. And so Paul is warning Timothy about these things. He's warning that these things will be uh, uh, out there. These things will start to imperil the church. And that's that's where we're at now. That the church is in peril of being dismantled, destroyed, discredited. Uh, being laughed at where people used to respect Christianity you know if they didn't go to church they didn't bug you a whole lot about you know you go to your church I'm not ready yet or um, you know if you ask them about giving their hearts to the Lord I'm not ready to do that yet but don't let me stop you from doing it you know that kind of thing now they're putting us in peril they're making us they're threatening our livelihood they're threatening our belief system they're threatening our way of life because of ideas coming in these false ideas and he says that they will have their traitors verse 4 heady high minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God so when they have a choice instead of coming to church we're having a family outing or we having a picnic or something that sounds good but it's a it's a uh, it's a turn away from God and toward themselves something that they think is is good and the other one having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away so you see now he's really talking about church people we think of it is in terms of worldly and you see it in the world in a blatant form but he it's creeping into the church because he says they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof from such turn away and how many people do we know that are teaching denominations whole denominations that now are because they've denied the power of God to come into a situation or come into their meetings or come into their uh, churches and, and let God rule and control in these churches now they they have a form they have great swelling words or they talk the Bible or they talk but there's no uh, the God, God doesn't work with them and confirm the word with signs following the way he wants to and so these people then have a form with no power many times they don't even have the power to convert a soul and get them saved you know like some some of the denominations that are not what we call spirit filled or full gospel they still have a way to present the gospel as much as they believe and God honors what they preach if you preach in faith he will confirm the word that you preach they just don't have the faith to preach all of it you got me and so that that's the difference there but God in his mercy will save those people who are in that audience that are hearing that word if they respond to that he will confirm what they have with the saving of a soul it's not with a sign that that we know for healing deliverance or something like that but those people do understand uh, the gospel and they can make a decision for Christ and so if they're but this form of godliness denying the power thereof are the people that just want to talk 
and keep people entertained or talk and keep them there or talk and keep them under their control and not let the power of God manifest where God will push man aside and draw man to him they like to keep men in the forefront when you deny the power of God then you take on that role yourself you are the one who gets the glory and the credit for whatever happens in your situation and people are never really led to God as the source of power but they're led to the 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 dictates of man or the ideas of man or man's doctrine and so what Paul tells tells Timothy turn away from those kinds of people if the power isn't there don't get involved in it and how many of you know there are fewer and fewer and fewer that allow the power of God to manifest it's very tempting after a while to take over that role you know where you get in there and you start preaching so much of your own ideas because you see people respond to that and you grab people uh, in that message and you know your message has made you famous and all this kind of stuff well there's no power manifested in those situations where people can get healed or people can get delivered or they can be changed you know they just get in that atmosphere it's kind of like a feel-good atmosphere and that's how it's gotten so easy for the uh, uh, people who are uh selling herbs and all of that kind of stuff to get into a group setting like that and kind of get people caught up in it it's it's the same thing in many churches you know you you get people caught up in your particular message and you want to sell them a bunch of tapes so they can listen all day long and they can stay plugged into your message but there's no power there you know to get them to know God and know God as the source of power because he's manifested in a way where he's answered a prayer for somebody or something like that and so it's 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 frightening in a way if you look at it and look how prominent it is and look how uh, current it is and how frequent it is that we see these kinds of assemblies where people do not allow the power of God to manifest Uh, if your meeting is too big that you can't have an altar call and God has not given you a way to allow the Holy Spirit to work individually with people uh, so he can meet those needs then you're you're stepping over the line of of putting the church in peril because you're stepping over into that worldly element where God is not glorified uh, he is not exalted and he's not allowed to manifest his power to people in a way where they can get their needs met and he says this is the sort which creep in the houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts so there are people who will will follow these people uh, because of the attention they feel that they get from them or the way they make them feel or something something in that that measure he says ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth and so it's a ploy of the enemy to keep people caught up in these great swelling words and and uh, you know great uh, their doctrine and their all their books and all their tapes and all their this and all their that and not allowing that person really to get what they need from God it's it's gets to be a thing where and I'm not saying that's everybody uh, but I'm saying that there is a place where um, uh, daily <coughs> 
meditation in the word and daily prayer and that kind of thing gets lost in all of the books and stuff that we can read and the tapes that we can buy and the teachings that we can get and all these other things can press in on us in such a way that we forget that relationship that got us to where we are you know that relationship of staying close to God a relationship of finding God in the word the relationship of allowing God to speak to us and minister to us Uh, you know if you look at some of the um I look sometimes at some of the postings I know I joke about uh, some of the things I see on Facebook I say they got some likes for that stuff you know <laughs> you know a little covetousness there for their little likes but um, if you look at what people like it's not really scripture it's somebody's well God told me for you to get ready he's going to do this and it's some kind of hyped up promise you know that you'll find uh, uh, 400 people like the hype and you know you'll find somebody who said I read this scripture this morning and it really blessed me you see two people like it and but that's the mentality of the believers out there folks that that's what we got to deal with that there are people who want to be promised as long as you can say God's gonna bless you God's gonna you know deliver you God's opening doors there's riches coming as long as you can say that people want to hear that and I don't know if they're all believers, but I believe we're talking about Christians or people who are, are um, claiming Christ in some way. But if you give them sound doctrine, just something out of the word, you don't get a lot of response to that. But you'll get a lot of response to your hyped up version of what you say God is telling you to tell people. See, we're we're in a dangerous place, folks. We're in a dangerous place because this isn't sound and it's not right. How can you how can you promise everybody who's sitting there listening, reading this thing, what something like that? You know, and you can see that it's something that people are doing. It's false. It's false prophecy. It's false assurance. It's just false. And it's better if you can you know say if you're not telling people to get off Facebook and go read your Bible give them a scripture so that they can see what God says he got me get something there that's valid from God a statement directly from God that will make a difference in their lives as long as you got their attention feed them something that's worth grabbing on to so he says here ever learning and never coming to a knowledge of the truth why because you're listening to a bunch of hyped up stuff and you're not listening to God's word it's something that man has made up to entice absolutely to entice you or even false theology you know there's some theology that's sound because it's directly from the word and then there's some that's embellished with man's doctrine man's thoughts and man's understanding so ever learning and never coming to a knowledge of the truth you know if you spend that time with God and you meditate and you let God show you what's good in something what's not good in something then God will always be able to help you and you'll you'll have a word directly from God that you that is powerful that is uh, to the point it, it gets to what to the heart of what you need because it's feeding you directly from from God's mouth so to speak to your heart and uh, then you're able to endure 
these perilous times. You'll come out understanding God instead of being tossed to and fro and, and cast aside and thrown by the wayside. We see that happen with people all of the time. You know, they they don't go uh, continue strong in God. They they weaken uh, because what they're feeding themselves is watered down, <clears throat> and it's weak. And he says, now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, these were two men that challenged Moses' authority over the people. So do these also resist the truth? Men of corrupt minds reprobate or they their minds are frozen and not able to be renewed and, and blast out of it concerning the faith because they resisted God's word for so for so long and it's it's a sad thing to see this happen to somebody who has been strong in God and strong in the word and we've seen so many people like this they you know it's hard for them to get back you think to yourself well God raise up somebody who can minister to them raise up somebody who can help them this etc etc even some of the ones who have come back to a degree and started to minister again you'll see they hit a wall where they can't get beyond that place where they got ensnared and and got you know captured by the enemy and so uh, but they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest to all men so is there so God does this if there's somebody who um, is is reprobate concerning the faith and they're they turned away from the knowledge of God in that way God makes it known to everybody so that we don't continue to buy their tapes buy their books listen to their stuff you got me so that you will know that this person has stepped off and their doctrine isn't sound anymore and so God does protect his people he said just as as they tried to withstand Moses who was God's messenger God exposed their folly to the people so that the people understood that they were not people to be followed so he says but you have fully known my doctrine this is what you have to know about somebody before you can really follow them with assurance their doctrine what do they believe what do they believe in full their manner of life what do you know about them personally and that will keep you off television a lot won't it because you you don't know how these people live you don't know anything about them really I mean you can pray and get a witness from God but he says if it's somebody where you can know the type of person they are is so much better you know their character their manner of life how do they live their purpose their faith their long suffering and love and patience you know he's been persecuted and inflicted that's a good sign that their message is right because somebody hates it you got me <laughs> a lot of people hate it I was watching uh, um, uh, Franklin Graham recently and uh, talking about uh, the movement that they have now to re to re-evangelize America you know and he was saying how his father is very concerned about our nation because it's he's seen it go from a nation that really loved and respected God to just you know it's you know 
It's just an appalling thing to see, I'm sure. Uh, same thing Brother Summerall said before he passed away. And he gave many predictions. He wouldn't call them prophecies, predictions. He could see the way things were going and know that perilous times would come upon the church and the message of the gospel that we have, the great persecution against it. And he says, and Franklin Graham is there gearing up now for another uh, evangelistic thrust into this country uh, where they're working with they've always worked with local churches which has always been good for that ministry uh, to respect the work of the ministry in in, uh, in different areas and consider the local church as a help to them and them a help to the local church and not the, the reverse and so um, he they are now gearing up for that and uh, Billy Graham wants to see another revival or wave of evangelism sweep this country before he passes away and goes on to be with the Lord and so you can see from for somebody who's been a servant in evangelism for so long his heart is breaking because of what he sees you know and uh, that should be our concern too especially as we go out and witness and and go out and share Christ with people uh, that we can bring people to a loving holy just God because many times people away from God because they just are so beaten down by life and discouraged you know they just don't see any hope for anything and so the believer then goes empowered with a message of hope that can be demonstrated you know in the power of God and so you know in in praying for people's needs whenever you see them and get an opportunity to pray for them and so that they can know that the power of God and and an answer to prayer is always a confirmation that God heard that prayer folks and that's a convincer uh, for most people and so he says um, he says you know my persecutions and afflictions which came to me in Antioch Iconium and Lystra which persecutions I endured but out of them the Lord delivered me and so that's a message of hope and encouragement for the church that no matter what you're threatened with as a result of your witness the Lord will deliver you out of these things when you live right for God you're going to have these things come against you he said yes and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution if you live like the the other side lives in verses 1 through 5 1 through 6 you won't have any problem being persecuted but if you live true to God you're going to have that difficulty and I think that's what happens with many many believers that start out on fire for God when they rub up against that persecution in the world they kind of tend to back down from the intensity of their message they back down from desiring to continue with that message they just lose their voice somehow in the earth and aren't really effective for God he says everybody who lives godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution man not godly in the flesh and in any kind of stupid religious tradition but in Christ because that's where the power is in him evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived it's just gonna get worse but you continue in the things you have learned and have been assured of knowing of whom you've learned them 
You got to understand where that person that taught you these things, where's their heart? How do they live? What do they believe? What do they expect out of God? And and live accordingly. He says that from a child you've known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He says in all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness in any way. Is that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So here he's telling you get back into your word. Get back into that place of seeking God through the word. If, if there's any encouragement to be given you, it must come to you through the word uh, the lord had me recently i was just uh, uh thinking about ways uh to encourage people um <clears throat> You know, the ones that I could reach out to. And uh, the Lord gave me, he said, well, I want you to send people a scripture, you know, midweek, like Wednesday. I usually try and make it Wednesday, if not Wednesday, then Thursday. And so I call it midweek encouragement. If some of you don't get it, I send it out by email. So if you want it, I've been sending it to most everybody that I have an email for. But if you if you want it, I'll gladly send it to you. But God told me, he said, remind them of who I am always remind them of who I am and what I can do for them because what this type of spirit that's loose in the world does it begins to exalt other things as God and then we'll start to see God as powerless or or when you go to pray your, your prayers are are lackluster and not with a lot of zeal and a lot of fervor they're just kind of routine because you don't really expect God to do much but he says if you will encourage them in my power and my love for them and and my desire to to help them and save them and that kind of stuff he said I will keep people in a place where they're always energetic and empowered in me they have confidence in me that they're looking for me to bless them and looking for me to answer their prayers and looking for me to do big things on their behalf because I want to do these things you see me and so where we where we used to maybe be able to get Monday through Friday get through that okay before we got to Saturday and Sunday now I'm sensing that we need more see during the week we need more to build us up and more to keep us encouraged and keep us confident in the God that we serve and so it's good to stay in the word at all times and that's Paul's that was Paul's admonition to Timothy there's going to be a lot of temptation to stand aside from the word and apart from the word he said but I want you to do this and so in chapter 4 he charges them he says and I'm, I'm telling you this and I'm holding you accountable charge means that it's charged to your account you're going to be held accountable to do this he says I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom to preach the word be instant in season out of season rebuke reprove exhort with all long suffering and doctrine so there's going to be some people that are going to be in your life that you have to continue to give the word to whether they hear you or not whether they believe you or not whether they bite or not with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine 
they don't want to hear if I pray and God will answer my prayer. They don't want to hear God loves me. They don't want to hear you understand what I'm saying? They just have turned their minds away from that. And that word that saved them is no longer an encouragement to them. It's, it's almost a curse to them. And so they'll run away from the source of that word of encouragement. And they will not endure sound doctrine. They want to think that God can bless them in spite of. God's with them wherever they go. God's with them whatever they do. God's with God's you know, God, I know God, God you know no no no. That's not sound doctrine. Because God blesses obedient people. You know, God blesses faithful people. God blesses people who walk in love. People who don't uh, offend without asking forgiveness. Who don't, you don't want to make things right and reconcile. He blesses those kinds of people, folks. He's not going to bless you if your heart's hardened against him. And so he says, do that with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, do it until your last dying breath. You got me? All long suffering. And it just, you know, one of the things that I I was uh, toying with the idea, I was uh, talking to Shannon about a a blog that we can use. And one of the things God put on there, talked to me about, was finishing strong. He said, because many people start out strong in the gospel, and then they slow down, peter out, compromise, get worldly, sit it out for a while, backslide. But you want to finish strong. You want to stay in this race. You want to continue in this race. You want to keep that same strength that you had, like Caleb. And we all like that scripture. I'm well able to take this mountain. But how did he say he was He was determined to finish strong because he stayed strong. The whole thing. You don't sit it out and get weak and then get strong again. Most people, you know, while you're sitting it out, the devil's getting advantage over you. And so you want to stay in this race and finish it in a way that you can come out strong in God. You should be just as strong a soul winner, just as strong a person that wants to pull people out of hell and bring them to church with you and and go the extra mile and get somebody involved in the things of God you've got to be just that way toward the finish line as you were at the beginning you can't peter out you know the devil don't peter out he gets stronger all the time when have we seen a time that somebody wanted to sue you for telling somebody homosexuality was sin people everybody used to believe it was wrong so much so that we would shun people who lived that lifestyle and they went in their little place and did what they did but they didn't try to challenge people righteous people they didn't have the nerve to do that now the devils put such hell in them they they have the nerve they go out and adopt children they do everything they want to do and dare the church to say anything against it absolutely absolutely you know they'll tear everything up they'll take everything to hell with them if they can because that's the devil's that's his mo that's his goal that's his vision is to see as many souls in hell with him as he can see in there and he's taken all the stops out to make that happen but the church the church has got to stay faithful to our message without compromising silliness foolishness 
You know, you don't care if people make fun of you because you love God. You love God in front of their faces and dare them to to make fun of you. So we're to preach the word in season and out of season. It's never, it's never not a right time. You know, time's always right to preach the word. He says in verse 4, they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. says the time will come, verse 3, when, when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Like people who buy everybody's prosperity tapes. They can't get enough of that stuff. You know, there's certain things people get obsessed about where they can't get enough of it. They got to hear it all the time, over and over. Well, see, that's not God driven, that's lust driven. There's something in that individual that is lusting for that particular message, and that's all they want to hear. But I'll tell you, it's all they want to hear because you try to tell them something different and they don't want to hear it. That's an itching ear. It's not a hungry heart. It's an itching ear. Your heart hungers for God, the living God. Your heart pants for fellowship with God, for worshiping God, being in the presence of God. Doesn't grab on to a message and you just can't do a you can't get it out of your mind you know guy have it all the time it says and they shall turn away their ears from the truth they get to itching for something and it, they get it scratched and then they turn away from the truth and be turned unto fables so watch you in all things and do endure inflictions do the work of the evangelist make full proof of your ministry make full proof of it in other words do everything God tells you to do the hard stuff and the easy stuff (laughs) the fun stuff and the ridiculous redundant stuff that you have to do over and over and over again if there's no excitement in it praise God if there's excitement in it praise God if if it's boring you praise God if you think it's routine praise God but don't turn away from the things that he has laid down for you as a foundation don't shift off of that foundation don't let offenses get you to the place where you don't hear certain things you know you don't want to hear certain things or you don't you can't listen to certain things i remember when my husband passed away you know if somebody saw it on the internet on our website they'd call me well what happened you know and i don't think people realize how hard that is to i don't owe you an explanation you understand what I'm saying? But I can understand sometimes people, but they, then they want to grill you and get religious and ask you, well, did you do this? And did you, well, did you, you know, did you, what did you, what were you praying? And did you, did you go to Benny Hinn? Did you take him in? Yeah. You got me? But you, you have to be able to endure certain things. And still love people, still forgive people, still not let that change you and your perception of God and your understanding of what your role is and how you pray and all this kind of stuff. You have to learn how to get over things, you know. And things happen. People don't uh, get healed. Sometimes they do die. We don't want that. We don't pray for that. But sometimes that happens, and you don't have to have an, an explanation for it. You don't have to have a reason for it. God doesn't owe you any reason for anything. And so we just have to allow God to be God and forgive people. People are going to say goofy things to you. People are going to have all kinds of crazy things 
to say to you. I've had people that call, call me up. They'll uh, text me or send me an email. I'm so sorry to hear your sister passed away. And I'm thinking that's how many years ago. But see they just found it on the website. And they see the enemy will do these things to you. To see if he can put some kind of hurt or offense or something in there. To see if he can misunderstanding. That's all it is. And you know you tell him well that happened so many years ago. Oh I'm sorry I just saw it on the website. Yeah because you ain't been on there in five, ten years. You understand what they're trying to act like they're all interested in what's going on here. You know, you know how people are. But the thing of it is you can't let that discourage you. And take you off of your foundation in God. You know what man does has no bearing on your relationship with God. It shouldn't. should make it stronger if nothing else. should make you more understanding of the things of God and, and people and that kind of stuff. So we have to watch in these areas folks. It's, it's peril. Uh, the peril is what is the danger that comes to the church. And the danger that can infiltrate the church. And the danger that is in the church already. That's why it's good to pray about things that you want to come into your life. Pray and put that request out there before God. And let him fill that in with his answer for you. And and don't be somebody who grabs every wind and wave. And want to be on the, the current now. You know in the know. On the now thing that everybody's <coughs> got going on. It's good to stay with your basic foundation of Jesus Christ. And him crucified. And what he's done in your life. And, and how your life has changed. That's what you have to offer somebody. And that's real. And that's empowering. And that will be helpful to so many people if you can let people know how good he is. The proud life is always the the door of deception. The devil's door of deception into a person's heart. So many times you see it in people. I was uh, praying, uh, have certain ministers on my um fivefold ministry prayer. And I was praying for Carlton Pearson and I thought, you know, at the height of what he was doing for God, the devil just came in there with a, and prospered an errant seed that probably was in his heart from years ago, a dormant offense uh, in his heart from many, many years ago, and allowed that to to blow up and blossom into something that is just taking everything away from him. Uh, now he's married some homosexuals. And things like that. You know he's so deceived. And and it just. It's a great tragedy. To see somebody who worked in the things of God. And but little by little get pulled off of their foundation. Because of some offense. He said that when he was a, a young person. His grandparents were ministers. And that they would always say that a person uh, would go to hell if they backslid or something like that and he started to question uh, well you can't you can't just send people to hell well that's God's business you know number one the grandparents don't know and number two you don't need to know but those things stick with people because they don't repent in their hearts of those errant seeds they keep them in there they don't want anybody to know what they really think. And sooner or later that errant seed that's planted in there will bear fruit. Because the devil will see to it that it gets fed. And so over the years he started to question the gospel. 
oh God you can't send all those people to hell just because they don't confess Christ well salvation belongs to the Lord that's not your business but see when people are proud and high minded they think they can now he's taken over God's role of changing now he's changed the gospel to he says everybody's saved they just haven't said it yet or something but everybody's saved well you can't say that buddy what are we preaching for if that's true everybody's saved because he said it just doesn't seem right that God would send all those people to hell well that's why he put you here to tell them the truth not some nonsense that you're talking now but see an errant seed stayed in his heart he never confessed it to God he never got it out in the open he never exposed it so that he could get truth in its place it just stayed there and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and deceived him and the devil wanted to take all of those people in that church down with him but God wouldn't let him see their folly the folly will be made known to all just like those who withstood Moses God will expose all of that folly to people then you got to go back and say well which tapes do I listen to which ones do I burn you know what I'm saying and so it's but it's one of those things where uh, God stays faithful to his message where he honors his message and he'll allow uh, people who stay in the the um, the right flow of the gospel to always be able to get out there and give a message to those who need it because people need God they they need the truth of the word of God that we have and and not something false and so if we can stay true uh, to our message and what we know works what it what worked for you what worked for me was when I got sick and tired I cried out to God because I was sick and tired and somebody he sent somebody with that message to me you see that's what you want you want the people who are sick and tired to cry out and God tell them I've got a message for you it's a message of hope and it's a message of redemption that you can be changed because that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to change you and change the kind of life you live because you're you're capable of living a better life through me. And that's the message that we give to humanity folks and it's an empowering message. It's not a wimpy message where you just some kind of doormat and you know you can't do this and you can't do that. It's an empowering message because now you can really choose good over evil, right over wrong, a blessed life over a condemned life or or a haphazard life or a life that's not going anywhere you can choose that good life because God has sent me here with that message just for you to help you out of where you are amen father in heaven we thank you that we know father that the the church is confronted with all kinds of perilous uh, contentions ideas that the earth is slowly turning away from the things of God but Lord you still have a people and with your power we will do great things with your message of hope and encouragement and redemption from sin and salvation from sin through the powerful message of the gospel of Jesus Christ so we thank you for that empowerment Lord and we bless you for empowering us to do great things with your simple message of trust in God and repentance from dead works and faith toward God in this life in Jesus name amen praise God amen 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 praise the Lord amen if anybody needs prayer come on up